0: Welcome back to episode number 43 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices. So keep comments, questions, concerns, any of those issues that are bothering you need to be bothering all of us. So send them to me, Jeff at the npdude.com. You can always comment on the show below. You're always welcome to catch me on Facebook at the NP Dude. You can tag me in your Facebook posts. You can also send me PMs through Facebook. Personally or not, either way, you can give me either way. I I usually respond pretty quick, so either way is fine. Um, We're up to 6:30 almost, 6:29. It was like overnight. It was like boom, happened really quick. There was a lot of likes on Facebook really fast, and uh, I got a couple more messages that came through. A couple Ohio Ohio things that I just want to go through, and I want to apologize. Somebody, somebody sent me a PM through the, the MP dude. That's an Ohio person, and when I was looking through it, I responded and said, "I'll get you with you later." and unfortunately I deleted it I don't know how it happened I was like I saw a check mark I hit the check mark and it went away and I'm like oh crap I don't know who that person was I can't remember the name so if I accidentally deleted you re- re-like the Facebook page and then I'll, and I'll get you added back in and I apologize I'm gonna answer your question today anyways um so so hopefully you're listening and you can get that that's my fault that's my bad see I make mistakes I admit it see I'm, I'm just as fallible as the next guy all right, so what do we want to talk about today? Today, I, I want to do um, just a couple things. I'm, I'm really tired. I, I was the only provider in the office today, and I just got beat up. So I'm, I, I still have a bunch of charts to go through and a bunch of other stuff. And, and as I'm sitting there as the only provider today in the office, I'm looking around, and I'm like, how the hell do I keep up with the charting? How do I do it and do it well and do it appropriate? And so that's maybe that's what I want to talk about today. And, and, and uh, some of the reasons that... that um, Maybe I think I'm slower than other people. You know, I know I'm new, and I, I, you know, I got some learning to do, and I need to learn where I can shortcut a little bit on my on my charting and things. But I don't think I can shortchange myself all that much. And, and the reason being is that when when I look at my charts and I'm and I'm starting the chart and I'm going through and I'm getting all my HPI, and I'm getting all that stuff, I'm I'm outlining why my plan that I already know what's in my head. I know what i want to do with this person. Um, as soon as I start talking to them, I can tell and I look at them, and I get, it. you know, in, in 10 minutes, I got everything all figured out, but now I got to, I got to set the stage in my HPI in my, you know, uh, all my, all my subjective and all that stuff. I got to review all their stuff, make sure I'm not missing anything. And we got some really sick people. So they come in for a, a pretty minor, you know, acute visit, but geez, I got a bunch of meds that I have to make sure are reconciled and a whole bunch of other problems. And, and it just tacks on time to it. Um... So I think part of it's just me being new and not knowing the patients, but I also have this like sensation that I'm missing something, and I think that's with being new, but I also think it's part of it being an attorney, and and wanting to close the loop. And I use this term, you know, every now and then. And if you haven't listened, every now and then I've mentioned this close the loop idea. And when I talk about documentation, I say close the loop a lot. What I try to do when I close loop, and what I mean by close loop is, if you see a patient for a specific thing one time, and you never talk about it again, whether it got better, you treated them for something, and you have no idea if it got better or not, and it doesn't show in their record that you followed up on it and it's better, then I, you know I. I, I it's hard to say. You close the loop now. I get that you know your next visit. Say you have an acute visit for a sore throat one time. You give them amoxicillin or Augment, whatever you prefer to give them, and they go on their merry way. And um, you know their sore throat gets sore throat gets better, and then they get sick with you know the belly flu a month later, and they come back in, and now you're seeing them for gastroenteritis. And, you know, yeah, your your sore throat's maybe gone because you're seeing it in your subjective that, you know, it's, you know, no sore throat. Okay, well, that doesn't directly say that you fixed the problem. It's just you have to infer that from the record. And it's not explicitly stated. And I think I spent a lot of time, as you know, as an attorney, I say, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well... I look at the last visit; they're here for a follow-up. I better mention a lot of the stuff that we talked about in that, in that initial visit. So if I have four things in that initial visit, I better talk about four things at a minimum. I got to close the loop on those. And a good lawyer would pull that, tear that apart, and by saying, "Well, it's insinuated that you know, or it's inferred from the record that the next visit didn't say that they had a sore throat," when you did your your subjective review, a review of systems, that's. That's pretty wimpy. I, I could probably tear that apart. Not being a practicing attorney, I could probably tear that apart pretty easy. Yeah, do you always neglect to do that? I mean, did you even ask about their previous visit? Did you follow up on that? Did you close the loop? No. They said they didn't have a sore throat. Okay, but well, maybe they did. Maybe they just were more having more of a belly pain than they were sore throat. I don't know. So that's, that's the attorney in me, and so being an attorney isn't always puppy dogs and rainbows, and having this, this knowledge puts me at you know, this, this disadvantage, I think, with, with um, not saying ignorance is bliss, but I see the potential down the line. And if I don't close the loop, I feel like, man, I'm going to get my ass sued somewhere. And, uh, you know, maybe down the line I'll look at it and say, you know what, I'm not as worried about that. I'm, It's going to be okay. I'm, you know, I'll just infer it from the record and eh, it's not a big deal. And I just want to get through, the, get through my charting because I want to spend time with my family. Maybe I'll get that way. I probably will at some point. I'll find some happy median ground and, and you know, feel safe that I'm going to be covered with my charting from a legal standpoint. But also, you know, make sure I'm getting done on time. And so the the biggest thing that I have a problem with is how do I get faster? What's what's the solution for me? Is it, you know, not discuss as many problems with the patients and chart less? I don't know if that's a good way to go. That's not the, that's the, defeats the whole purpose of me going from engineering and in, in law to going in healthcare and wanting to help people. Uh, it's completely counter counterintuitive, counterproductive from what I what my goals were. And I don't, I don't think that's true to myself And I don't think that makes me a good provider If I'm neglecting three or your problems Just because, you know, especially in primary care Now if you're orthopedics or if you're, you know, rheumatology Or if you're, you know, uh, nephrology It's a little hard on nephrology But if you've got multiple joint injuries You can blow off the two, two mediocre ones And do the big picture one first So I get that, that makes sense But in family practice, you're, you're there for all of them You're holistic and you're the gatekeeper That's what you're there for and so it, I just I find it hard for me, you know, if I if I have twenty minutes for a patient and they need, if they have eighteen minutes of, of issues, I'm gonna talk to them for eighteen minutes and I'll figure out the charting later. It's just it's gotta gotta happen that way, and that's just good care and, it, and it's good marketing from a business standpoint. You're addressing all their concerns. They're gonna tell all their friends. You'll never have to worry about patients. You'll have plenty of patients coming to see you. But it's a lot of time, and it's a lot of energy, and that's what it takes to do it. I guess you got to do it, right? I don't know. It's just, I just I I don't know how to get faster. So, you guys that are experts that have been doing this a long time, give me your advice. Now, I, when I'm in the room, I can typically get through about 80% of the charting with the patient in the room, and then like the plan and stuff down the line, and you know, getting the exact ICD-10 codes and stuff like that. I, I get that stuff later, but sometimes it just takes a little time. I take notes and stuff on my super bill, and I, you know I kind of I, I fill them out later and do it later, but it still adds up to be a lot of time extra. So. You know, give me advice, guys. I want to hear from you on this one, and h- help me out. Help me with your advice. PM me. Leave me comments below. I don't care, because guess what? There's a ton of new people like me that are in the same boat that are overcharting what you know, may be perceived as over overcharting for some people. Now, here's another thing. You know, Overcharting versus undercharting, I get, right? Undercharting, you're not documenting what, you've, what you're doing, what your plan is that puts you at risk for liability. Overcharting, you could be redundant. Which is okay, but you could also be redundant and inconsistent. So you have to be very careful that you're not inconsistent because if you have an inconsistency between your assessment and maybe your plan because you're over-charting stuff, then you can get in trouble. Plus you could be also maybe maybe perceived as over, um, over billing as well. You know, you're doing all these extra review of systems and doing all these extra assessments when you know, it's just a sore throat. You know, should it just be. And you're giving a like magmat. You should be just a, you know, a, a two one three. And you're doing all this stuff that looks like you're trying to build. You may build it as, as a two one three, but you're doing all this extra work. Do I really need to do all that? No, no you don't need to. You're not going to get paid for it, so why do it? But some of it's good care. You might just miss things. You might just miss those carotid breweries. Whoops! You don't want to miss those. Find those. Those are good things to check for. So, I, you know, I, I struggle with it. I really do. And I, and, and I think that, to be honest, I think that it's, um, you know, as an attorney, I see the potential of the problems. And, and you know, there's a, probably uh, 10 people out there that are going to send me a message that are going to say, Dude, you're, you're blowing it. You're completely wasting your time. You need to do the minimum it's it's enough to get paid if you do that enough to get paid then you're covered by liability and i disagree i don't think that's the right way right attitude and so i hope that's not the attitude you guys have that you know the threshold for payment is sufficient to keep you safe from a negligence claim or a malpractice claim cuz i don't think that's true at all i don't think one has anything to do with the other so if you're if your bar is to chart to just get paid you're probably leaving a lot of holes and you're not closing loops so, closing the loop example, here's here would be my closing a loop, loop example. You have your acute visit for a sore throat, you got your belly pain, and they come back the second time. What do you do to close the loop? Well, that belly pain in the, in that assessment, you could you could put in your HPI, uh, belly pain presents with belly pain, um, was treated a month ago for a for a sore throat with amoxicillin. So that way maybe was related to the amoxicillin. no, no, no probably not. Patient completed antibiotics and feels better now. States you feel better. That's closing the loop. It's in your HPI. It's done. You can put it in your plan. It doesn't matter, in my opinion, where it goes. As long as it's in your record that says that that previous visit was dealt with and it's done. Move on. Now, if it's a chronic thing, it should be in a chronic visit, anyways. Now, even if it's an acute visit, and you happen to put it down as you know one of their diagnoses, you know, if they have hypertension that's controlled with with you know hydrochlorothiazide, you should just put a statement. Hypertensive diagnosis—it's a a lower one. You know, they're here for a sore throat. They're hypertensive. You got both of them, and you put in your plan: hypertension well controlled on hydrochlorothiazide. We'll follow up in three months for routine labs and visit. Hypertensive visit done. Closed loop. But you got to say it. If you don't do that, that's not good care. But here's even—I think—the bigger picture with this issue is: if you're not doing it in the future, I honestly believe that our our payment will be completely tied to our health outcomes. Get in the habit of closing the loop. The better you get at it now, the faster you're going to be at it when it happens. Now, it might be a little bit more time. How much more time did it cost me to write that extra sentence? 30 seconds, maybe a minute? When you see 20 people a day, that's 20 minutes a day. Does that really add up to that much more to close the loop? Not really. So I don't know if that's where I'm that much longer in time. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm new and there's new patients. I got a lot of new patients, new new established patients. You know, new people coming in, people telling friends. So I'm getting a, I'm getting my own client base, which is really a lot of fun. And inside of just a handful of months, I'm, I'm building up my own clientele, and that's a lot of fun. Um, and I and I enjoy them. And once you get to know them, you get to joke around with them, you get to know them, you get to know their families and, and their you know their kids, and their kids are coming to you. Now. It's great. That's what makes this enjoyable. That's what makes my day fun. And I think it's going to get faster with that too. So maybe it's just, you know, I've got a lot of new people and, uh, you know, i got a lot of kids and, well, child visits and, and they all take time. Going through immunizations and anticipatory guidance stuff, it takes time. Young parents don't know what they're doing. Coming in for little things like, you know, little viral rashes and they freak out. You know, stuff like that. You just got you to you walk them through it. Not a big deal. So I don't know, guys. Tell me what you do to get faster. I, and maybe there's not a good answer. I don't know, um, but I'd like to hear it. I'm open. I, my ears are open for that one. I want your advice on this one. I'm not trying to give advice. I'm looking for it. So please help me, um, and I appreciate it. You email me Jeff at the dot Give me give me guidance. Give me give me something, because uh, you know I'm spending a lot of time charting and it'll get faster. But but you know I don't want to spend all night charting and reviewing stuff. And you know I, I expect for the first six months it's going to be or a year it's going to be like that, but. Man, I hope it's not like that forever. <laughs> I don't I, I want a life. So we'll see how it goes. Um, other one, okay. So I, I mentioned Ohio um, question, and again, I apologize. I completely deleted. It. I didn't mean to. I was I was getting out of my car. I was going to get a cup of coffee I'm for the drive home, and I'm I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that email earlier, or that text, uh, that message through Facebook earlier. And I'm like, yeah. Let me read through that one again. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. And I was like closing it, and I deleted it. And I'm like, oh shit, I can't find it now. So I really am sorry. And I don't even know your name. I wish I could. I wish I could call you out and say, if anybody knows who that is, tell her to tell her to send me a message again. But here was the question: In Ohio, yesterday, our uh, Ohio Board of Nursing new law came into a play. All right, House Bill 216. If you're if you're new to the show, then House Bill 216 in Ohio was originally designed to be a free collaborative, you know, or, uh, um, uh, open practice or full practice authority, whatever whatever term is you want to call it. And we were going to get rid of our collaborative physician agreements that were needed in Ohio. And after nine revisions, we ended up getting basically um, the two licenses that we, we currently have to have, or no longer have, what we had to have was two different licenses. And uh, one was your um, certificate of authority, and that was your, li- your APRN license, if you will. And then the other one was called a certificate to prescribe, and the CTP was your, your uh, a license for you to write prescriptions. And it's, very, it's a really bizarre concept because you, should, you would think that once you got your APRN, you're good to go, right? But they don't do that in, or they didn't do that in Ohio. So we had this CTP, and they had one even one step further, and it was called the CTP-E, or externship, right? The CTPE. And the externship was a period of time, and some states still kind of, I think Kentucky still has like an externship-type time frame. I don't think it's a... it's um tied specifically to license-like writing scripts, but I think it's just their time. So there's some some jurisdictions that still do something similar to this, but we had a 1,500-hour externship where we had to have a our collaborative physician or a delegated physician or a nurse practitioner that could do a handful of hours, that could do our externship hours with. And the first 500 hours, we had to do under direct supervision, quote-unquote. In other words, they had to be in the building, period. It didn't matter. They had to be in the building at all times when you were there. And then the other 1,000 hours was indirect supervision. In other words, they could be out of the office. So it was really pretty much the same thing as when you're doing regular collaborative, but they do a, a higher frequency of chart checks. That's the only difference. And at the end of 500 hours, you would you'd would fill out what's called a Form A and, and have the doc sign it, and they would attest that you've met your 500 hours, and you would fax that down or email a scanned image down to the board, and they would approve your hours. And they would say, okay, you no longer have a CTPE after, after your 1,500 hours, and you went to a CTP. Why does this matter? And, and anybody outside of Ohio, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But in Ohio, the big deal was this new law that just came into effect yesterday, April 6th, yesterday, today's the 7th Friday, I'm not sure when I'll post, this will might be Saturday when I post, so you might be getting this a little delayed. But the problem was is that they got rid of the CTP and the CTPE in name only, in the law. And I've read the law. It never once addressed externship, but the law never did. That was a Board of Nursing regulation. And I've talked about rules and regulations in the past. Rules are legislation. Your, your senate and your house, they make the law, they send it to the executive branch, It gets all passed, the governor signs, everything, everybody agrees with it, and it becomes law. But in the law, they typically defer things of regulation value to the executive branch to make the fine-tuning of the law, like how they're gonna get it done. And, and so what they did was they, they were pretty much silent on this externship thing in the law, per se. They just said, we're going to eliminate the CTP and the CTPE. It's gone. That, that license, per se, is gone. They don't do it anymore. So in Ohio, the CTPE and the CTP are gone. So what does that mean? Do we have to file our 500-hour Form A and our 15, another additional 1,000-hour externship uh, Form B or whatever it's called to the State Board of Nursing? I don't know. The Board of Nursing hasn't said. It's been asked of them numerous times. If somebody sees it on their web, their website's crap. It's it's like reading stereo instructions. You can't understand. It's just really hard to read. And so there's, there's a ton of information on their website, but I don't know if it's in there. I can't find it. And every time I look, I get frustrated and say, I can't find it. It's not there. And I've, I know of numerous people that have emailed them, all of which have said, I've never gotten anything back. So not once have I gotten anybody that has definitively said that the Ohio Board of Nursing has stated if you're in your externship prior to April 6th that you no longer need to do your externship hours. They never said that. Now one would surmise that you get rid of the CTP and the CTPE that all of the requirements that would be associated with that would go away, but because it was a board regulation, it doesn't necessarily mean it goes away. So be careful. So the question to me was, do we need to file Form A or Form B? Do we have to tell the state when we're done with our externship hours now that they've gotten rid of this license, the CTPE? And my answer is, I don't know. No one knows. And if somebody says, no, you don't need to, don't trust them unless it's the State Board of Nursing saying it. I just wouldn't trust them. And even if I got an email from one person at the board, I'd be like, is this a secretary saying that I don't have to worry about it? Or is this the person that makes the decision on whether I'm in violation of the rules? (laughs) And if it's that person that's in, you know, yeah, this is the director saying it's okay, I'm okay. You got documentation. You're not going to do it. Don't worry about it. It comes back to haunt you. You you know, your attorney will show them that email and say, look, you told us not to do it. This is your executive decision, not not to... me in violation if you do then I will sue the shit out of you you won't go anywhere but you can threaten them so I, to answer that question I don't know and no one knows right now that I am aware of if anybody knows out there about Ohio CTP hours let me know because I want to know too because I'm in that same boat I got some externship hours done I got a decent amount done What am I going to do? What's my recommendation? Until you know anything different, you're keeping track of them, and when you hit 500 hours, you're going to send your Form A and let them say, oh, we didn't really need this, but thank you. Now we'll put it on file. And when you're done with 1,000 hours, you know what you're going to do? You're going to file a Form B, and you're going to let them say, oh, we didn't really need this, but thank you. We'll put it on file. And that covers your ass. That way you're safe. It doesn't really do cost you much anything to do. You just take it to your collaborator and say, here, sign this paper after your hours, and then they attest to it. They're doing their chart checks and all the other stuff that they're supposed to be doing. So is it really that big a deal? Not really. But you got to make sure you're still following the rules. You know, it's, it's an increased frequency of chart review. That's the only thing that's different. So your, your collaborative might balk at that a little bit. But they don't know any different. so don't worry about it. Don't tell them that that part of the law changed. Just say they have to do it, and they won't know any different, and just get it done. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. My collaborator doesn't need to know that maybe that's gone. He's going to do chart reviews (laughs) and continue to do them. Thank you. Um, So that was the one question that she had. and She had another question. What was it? It was a question about, um, I think it was just the externship. Yeah, there was two questions in there. I apologize. I'm so sorry for doing that. I really didn't. It was a click of the finger. I was tired and I just, I needed coffee. And I was thinking about, man, I need a cup of coffee. And uh, I hit the button, and it went away. I apologize, my bad. So it's coming into the weekend, and uh, it's kind of still crappy here. Snowed all day, right? April seventh, and it's snowing. Snowed today in Ohio, northeast Ohio. We always get one last, one last snow right before Easter. That's okay. We'll get it over with, and we'll move on. Whatever. All right. But anyway, it's supposed to be cold tomorrow, and it's going to be beautiful Sunday. So if you're in the Ohio area Sunday, enjoy your day off. Just enjoy the time. Relax with family. Don't listen to my show. once. No, listen to my show. You listen every day. And uh, whatever. Enjoy your family. That's all I'm saying. Enjoy your day off. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll talk soon.